Welcome to Resi Talk, where real estate sales instructors have unfiltered conversations about real estate with industry leaders and inspiring people. If you are loving what you're hearing, as we know you will, make sure you visit resitalkpodcast.com and sign up for more information. Welcome to Resi Talk. I'm Cassandra Gallego, and I am your host. I am joined today by the fabulous Don McKenna. She is the team lead, the, the founder creator of the Don McKenna Group, the number one luxury real estate broker in the Midwest. They've expanded to Florida, where I'm at in Naples a few years ago, and they're crushing it there as well. And she's just doing, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure she's just going to dominate the world one day. So we're I hope so. <laughs> I love it. We're excited to have her. We're excited to hear and uh, what she has to share with us and uh, give us a little insight on how she got here. So welcome, Dawn. Thank you for having me, Cassandra. I'm excited and I love to talk. <laughs> you know, what's going to be awesome is I love to talk too. So I have a feeling we're going to have yeah. a really good time. I yeah. would love for our listeners to get to know you a little bit better. And so as always, we'll kick us off with our rapid fire, this or that quick answer. Sometimes they're not so quick, but that's okay. So Don, are you more of a phone call kind of person or do you prefer text? Phone call. I like to talk and I have way too much to say than putting it in text. Plus I only text with one thumb. That's, <laughs> that's a conversation for another time. I might need to dive into that a little yeah. bit more. All right. Are you a morning person? Do you like to get to work early or do you like to work late? No, I love my cozy bed. Everybody knows about that. Uh, my husband, I don't even know if this is good to say, you can beep this out, but my husband always jokes like, you made more money in that bed than Cleopatra because I, he brings me my coffee in the morning and then I just started dialing for dollars. I'm joking, but kind of not. And so I just love to be in my bed, drinking my coffee, looking out my window, crushing it on the phone. And then I go, so I, I work late and I spend as much time in my bed as possible in the morning. I think I love you. Uh, we ask that of every guest and everyone says morning and I feel so judged because I am not a morning person. No, no, no. I love, no, 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 no. Oh, uh, see, you can still crush it mm -hmm. and be not a morning person. I love that. Mm -hmm. All right. So are you a Mac or PC kind of girl? Okay. If I'm being honest, I don't have a computer. Um, I have computers in my office and monitors or whatever that I use, but I do everything on my phone. I text, I email, I look up, you know, MLS on my website, you name it all by my phone. I don't have a laptop, but if I have to use a computer, which I'm using right now in my office, it says Dell PC. Apple is way too, that, that whole gliding system. I'm still a mouse person. I'm old. I'm 53. I cannot learn that. I, I think I'm doing great on Instagram, but other than that, not so good. I think you're crushing it on Instagram, which is yeah, probably why you're on your phone all the time. And I got to tell you, I think our phones are more than capable of dominating the world one day right. as well. All right. This is my favorite question. That is, do you prefer speed or accuracy? Speed. I'm a sprinter in a marathon. I always tell my team that um, accuracy. I, I'm really good at one thing. I know how to sell. Okay. And timing is, is, is everything in sales. So I would say speed for sure, but I've hired 
director of operations, my own marketing team, my own transaction coordinators, so they can make sure everything I'm doing is accurate. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I'm all about speed as well, but I love that you know what your strengths are and you figured out a way to make sure that the, the things that maybe you're not so strong at are taken care of. So yeah. love that. All right, let's have a little fun. Vacation or staycation? I love vacations. I love like experiencing new places. And um, I would say one of the things I do everywhere I go in the world is I spend at least half a day looking at real estate there. Um, I, I usually call the top agent and um, I'll share some of their photos on Instagram. And I want to see what people all across the world um, think is luxury, what they're spending money on, what they're not. So I love Obviously, I love to vacation because it's just awesome to be with my husband and my kids. But I, I do, that's my work aspect of vacation. So I would say vacation. I love that. So where, what's been your favorite vacation destination? Uh, it's a tie, Tokyo and Tuscany. <sighs> very different. But too. Very know, different, t- actually. It's yeah. totally different. Um, I, could, I could elaborate on that at some point if you want me to, but um. I would live in Tuscany. I wouldn't live in Tokyo, but Tokyo was like the most kind of interesting experience I ever had with like such a courteous, sophisticated, clean society. It was like, wow, I, I thought it was really cool. So that's, that's awesome. That's a, I would totally move to Tuscany with you. Yeah. So that was my favorite vacation yes, I loved it. of all time. Uh, I will go back. I'm a wine girl. That's actually my next question. Beer, wine, or cocktail? Okay. So if I'm completely telling the truth, I'm not a big drinker, but you guys have to understand, like, I think I have an allergic reaction. So like, (laughs) it depends upon like, if I had enough sleep and if I ate the right things, I could get crazy and have like, um, a fun, like, um, drink. Like I, I would always do cocktails. I don't know. I love the idea of like, Oh honey, let's split a bottle of wine or, Oh, let's grab a bottle of wine and have charcuterie. It sounds so good. But like, I think it tastes like vinegars and toes. So I am just ridiculous. Like I, I, we went to Napa once. My husband was like, I'm like, Oh my God, do you think it's going to smell like wine? He's like, yeah, it's Napa. I don't know what it is. It doesn't, it doesn't sit well with me, but I have a new favorite drink. It's an April spritz and I'm all mm. about spritzes these days. It, I really love it. Like not white claw and high noon, whatever. I could have one of those with my kids, but like, I just love the, I just love the look. I, it's just, it's just all about the presentation and the experience <laughs> with me. So, but if you really want to know what my drink of preference is, it's a diet Coke with a lime. Hold on. Check this out. Boom. I have mm. a diet Coke problem myself. Yeah. It's really a problem. If I um, if try, I- try Cherry Coke Zero. Oh, it'll change your life. You can thank me later. Oh, Don. See, here's here's how you know it's a problem. If I don't have a reserve 12 pack of Diet Coke in my pantry, I start you have to like panic. A, you have a panic attack. I know. It's okay. Oh, well, I'm glad you don't judge me for being a Diet no Coke person judgment. or not being a morning person. I yes. think this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship, even though yeah. you don't like wine. So yeah. we, we can. I, I'll, I'll, I can drink wine if it's like. I, I like if it's like New England, like what is it? New Zealand Sauvignon Blanc. Blanc. Ooh, okay. Beautiful bread and a piece of cheese, and it's beautiful out. I'm with my girlfriends, and it's really cold. Yes. Kind of picky. Fair yeah. enough. Hey, okay. you listen. 
spoke i love that you said the drink has to have a presentation spoken like a true luxury sorry i just cannot <laughs> like a, a beer i i no, I'd gag. I can't. Uh, <laughs> I love it. All right. Let's get back to business here. Audio book, traditional book, or you just don't have time for books. Okay. My husband is a huge reader. He's very smart. My kids are big readers. They're very smart. I wouldn't ever say like, I'm this like huge intellectual. I know enough to be dangerous about a lot of things because I listen. So am I a huge, big fan of book reading? No, but <laughs> he does. And then I, I've been like a cliff note person my whole life. The joke is I was an English major at U of I. Okay. That is the trope. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not proud of this, but I never read a book from cover to cover. I'm an impatient person and I'm a speed Remember You asked me that yeah. before. So I like go from the beginning to the end. It's like crazy. So, um, he kind of downloads things to me. And then if I'm interested, I'll go a step further and read a chapter here or there. But um, in my spare time, like on a, on a plane, I love to read magazines and I love people and I love biographies and I love not that people's a biography people. I know this, but <laughs> I just love to know what's going on with people. Um, so I would say that's my thing, but, um, I would have to say that I want to read this book. I don't know if any of you read it. I, well, let me go backwards. My husband kind of got me into podcasts. So nice. like I said, I don't bring a computer out on an airplane, to be honest with you. Like I hate flying alone because I don't even know how to get the internet and it never works for me, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I forget my ear pods. So I can't listen to music. It's like a nightmare. So when I travel with my husband, he always like puts interesting podcasts together that I can listen to on the plane. And I've learned so much. Some of them are like ex, like Marine special forces, people like just really interesting, impactful things that people have done in this world that like somehow, some way you get a nugget of like, yeah, that was a good thing to think about or wow, that was a cool way of expressing that. So I really do like that. But there's this new book out. I don't know if anybody's read it. It's called Don't Split the Difference. Okay. And I'm going to read that and I'll get back around with you on it because it's come to me at three different airports in the United States. And it's like right there waiting for my name. I don't know why. Am I cheap, too cheap to buy it? I'm going to buy it on Amazon, <laughs> but it says don't split the difference. And the funny thing is I I have split the difference in my career. And I think people feel really good when it's a fair and equitable approach to money and, and to solutions. So I'm really interested in why they say don't split the difference. Cause I, I feel like I built my career on like the theory of compromise. So yeah. anyway, there you go. I love that. And, and now you're a guest on your brand new favorite podcast. I mean. uh, yeah, I'm on a podcast. Watch it, Howard Stern. I might be like getting into this podcast thing. I love that. So I might've done a little Don McKenna stalking to prepare okay. for our, oh, our interview. Okay. And I got to tell you, I absolutely loved learning. I, I can't believe I didn't know this, but I love learning that you were a rookie of the year, your first year in real estate. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And so what do you think contributed to your amazing start? What do you think got you so successful so quickly? Well, I think life experiences help helped me a lot. I was I married my high school sweetheart. I was living in the town I was serving. I had four kids at the time. I had already bought six or seven houses that I like rehabbed. I was a designer and I say designer. I, I was really a decorator. I, this wasn't a, like a trade that I went to school for. I just always loved fashion, had a good eye. I kind of got that from my mom. I was really into like 
I love entertaining. So I love creating this like awesome, cozy environment, a great experience for anybody that came through my door. And so I wanted to buy this couch. We bought this big house and I wanted to buy this couch and it was $20,000. And my husband was like, uh, hello, no, we can't afford that. And you got to take one room at a time. And I was like, Hmm, if I could sell one house for $1 million, that's $25,000 in commission and I could buy the couch. So I went to school in five days and I got my license and I had four kids and I did not have a babysitter and I came right into Caldwell Banker. And I'll tell you why, because I didn't understand the, 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 the idea of having my manager who would be the owner, like manage me. So I was like, no, no, I want to go to a place that's going to be like have national presence. Like the boutique thing back then in 2003 was like all the rage and I was like, no one knows who the hell, you know, I don't know. I don't even want to say it, but like, I don't, you yeah. know, Act Properties or John R. Wood, like they're the great agencies. Don't get me wrong. But when you're in Thailand, when you're in New York, when you're in California or Tuscany or Tokyo, they don't know what the hell that is. And so I was like, God, you know what? This is 2003. People like want to know that somebody has been in business forever. So I'm like, I'm going to go to Cobble Banker. And to be honest with you, like, it was sort of cheesy when I went there, like no offense to name tags or anything, but like people all were name tag. It was like very, very dot your eyes, cross your T's, little yep. corporate blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't like my style, but I went there and I like made it my style and, and CB let me like do my own thing under their umbrella, of course. Right. And I, I guess my thing is, is what I did to go back to answering your question was I took all my life experiences and I applied it to real estate. So as soon as I started, like I would be, I don't know, at a baseball game and we'd be sitting there and I'd be looking through like my phone, looking at houses and someone over my shoulder would be like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh my God, I just got my license. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped. I, I'm going tomorrow to this really cool, like this big, huge realtor tour and this house that I've always wanted to see. I'll never forget. It was Howard Dean's first house, the milk guy. And I nice. really wanted to see it. I've always loved it. I'm so excited. And she was like, I'll come with you. I'm like, oh, this is sick. Let's go. I wasn't <laughs> thinking I was going to sell this house to her, by the way. We were at a ba- baseball game. Any of oh, you moms out there gosh. that are in baseball games, it's like watching freaking paint dry. It's like five hours. <laughs> and so there's a lot of business I did waiting for my kids turn. I'm just going to tell you that. And so we went together and a bunch of people sold, showed me there. She bought that house. Then I sold her. Then I listed her house. Like it was just a crazy thing. And it wasn't like a charity case. Like, Oh, I'll give Dawn the business. I like got her excited about the opportunity of seeing a house that she too thought was cool. And then showing her kind of what it would be to make it for her. And that's kind of what I did. I didn't worry about the commission at all, which is sort of interesting because when I started, I wanted to buy the damn couch, but (laughs) at the end of the day, it was all about like what I thought was best for her. And it's so cool that she's going to get to be in this house and, and it just kind of snowball affected. So I think that a lot of people, that's why I never understood what people are like, I never asked that Caldwell Banker what my split was. And it infuriates me when people are like, <laughs> oh, what's your commission structure? What's your split? Uh, because at the end of the day, like 100% of nothing is nothing. Right, like, right. What? Like, and so I, I will say, and this is going off the deep end, but I never asked Caldwell Banker my entire career for like, a bump in my commission structure. Wow. Like they came to me. I, I never, because I just felt like I was just burning and turning and it wasn't 
little yeah. dollars here and there. I wasn't like dotting that. I was looking at the big picture. And I think a lot of people don't do that. Enough. I love that. Well, and, and, and at the beginning, you said it, you said you wanted to be somewhere where you can leverage the brand until you were able to build a brand yeah. of your own. That's and awesome. they let me and they, and they encouraged it. And they, I mean, that's, that's why I've never left. I mean, yeah, I'm not getting paid to do this podcast. Like I've, <laughs> I've had some really great people, men in particular, like push me to the front of the line. I mean, Ryan Gorman is huh. like, if you listen to him talk, it's like, he's a genius you please record yourself. Like I have rehearsed and, and, and really thought hard about like many people in you know, Bruce Siff and Ryan Schneider. And we have some of the smartest people yeah, we do. running this company. And, and, you know, it was interesting, you know, the market fractured and people went here and there. And I have to say, I'm the only one that I know of in the state of Illinois that stayed put focused on my clients, not myself getting bonuses here because I got a better deal here. I just freaking kept my blinders on and did what was right. And I think we went up 250% something crazy. So That's awesome. I don't know. <laughs> so you were very focused. It sounds like, and, yeah. and, and one of the things, I don't know if you know this, my mom actually manages uh, a very large office down in, in Broward and in, in Weston oh. and East Naples, we call it. <laughs> oh, wow. And, um, one of the things she prides herself in is the fact that we build careers. It's, it's a great company for a new agent, but it's also a great company for the Don McKenna's of the world that have uh, practically conquered the world. And, uh, you know, when you walk around her office or any of our offices, you see agents that have been with us like you, 20, 30, mm -hmm. 40. I mean, it's, it's awesome to see the the level of loyalty that there is to the company and 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 that's because they're doing something right right they're they're giving you the support that you need i know this is not supposed to be a cold world i got excited oh i i are we getting like i didn't i didn't mean to go Love that route but i you're just so I think on a podcast like this if you're listening like it's important to point out like i i use that a lot in my listing presentations because it says a lot about me that I married my Hisco sweetheart. I'm still married after 31 years that I went to the first company. It wasn't broke. So I didn't fix it. And I just every single year got, did more and more and more and more. I think it says a lot about me, but Absolutely. I think it also says a lot about my company. So yeah. I, that's my plug for that because, you know, I, I think beautiful. I'm here because of it. I love that. I love that. I, I actually just had a, a new agent training this morning and it's so important, right? It, it's not the people watch HGTV or million dollar listing right. and they think, uh, you wow. know, it's that easy and yeah. you do need the support. You do need the opportunities and they present themselves when you are with the right brokerage, wherever that right. might be. Right. right. Awesome. Awesome. So question, what do you wish you knew then when you were trying to buy your couch <laughs> that, you know, now. I would say like the most rewarding thing I've done in my career, and I'm not just saying this, like I, I've had a really wonderful career. Um, yes, I've been very successful. I don't, I, I don't measure success, just money. Yes, I've made a lot of money. I'm not going to lie. Of course <laughs> I did. But I've helped others change their life around me on my team. Awesome. And what I wish I would have known then is that my strategy and style 
would have scaled because I would have done the Don McKenna group a lot sooner had I known that. So I would say, you know, I don't, I don't, I try to live life without regrets. I mean, of course you're going right. to have regrets like, oh, that probably wasn't the greatest decision of all time. But at the end of the day, <laughs> like our, our success has proven that like you can't, you can have a large group in multiple offices and still provide that boutique white glove experience um, that I think differentiates us. And like I said, I, I would have done it sooner if I knew what I know now, now. now, then now, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, I do. Well, yep. that that's awesome. I, so it's cool. Cause when I hear you talk about your start, you were sitting watching one of your kids baseball games so, and, and you took someone to made your first sale, which is amazing. What a great story. Yeah. Um, you were a solo agent and you wish you would have started your team sooner. When did you get to the point? When did you realize it's time to start this, this group? So when my clients started asking, so about five years ago, um, I really, my kids were getting like, get, my oldest son was grad, he's 28. So he was graduating from college. And so Illinois, you know, the taxes were going up and I had a house in Naples and I noticed all these people were going to Naples and my son graduated and I was getting calls from him and his friends saying, hey, Mrs. McKenna, like I want an apartment in the city, can you help me? And I was getting people in Naples um, saying, can you do something here? And, oh, my mom lives in Winnetka or Lake Forest, they wanna sell their house, they really don't have a broker there that they feel good about. And I was getting all of these requests. Right. So you have to understand when you get those requests in areas you don't serve, what do you do? You try to find the best person right. to, to serve your clients in the area that they're right. asking for. And so what I did for a couple of years before the five-year thing is, um, and this is not to knock anybody, every, there's so much real estate to go around. Yeah. You know, yes, I'd love to take it all over, but if the truth <laughs> is there's a ton of real estate to go around for everybody. But once you work with me, slash us, it's a very different experience right. from soup to nuts. We are a machine, but like we're your best friends. Like, and I'm reading people's essays for college. Like <laughs> it, it's just a different thing. Real estate's about 20% of it. It's, it's crazy. But I think that what, what happens is I was referring that and they were expecting that the level same. of service and they weren't getting it. So they were coming back to me. So here I was managing my own portfolio right. of business and clients yet getting pulled in for my 25% referral. I was yeah. like, what am I doing? So that's when, uh, you know, in Naples, I will tell you a client of mine that I had sold three houses for here in, in Chicago said, Don, I, I, I appreciate you gave me the two top guys in Naples. They just aren't getting it done. They're not I done. Feel, I don't feel comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Will you just get a team here? So it was amazing. And I'll never forget that because they had five, $5 million specs. Wow. So we, I was taking the Florida test while my brother-in-law Ardell was literally like putting the, like the signs in the ground, hammering it that wow. day. I mean, I was like a nervous wreck. And we sold all those within a few months, a lot of money and it just went. Yeah. So totally worth it. Start with yeah, five. And I, yeah. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. So you had you always had that place in Naples? What made you decide Naples? No, Naples. That's a good question. So I was thinking about Sarasota. We used to rent in Sarasota um, uh, and I loved Sarasota, but I noticed that people, there were more people from Illinois going to Naples. Why? Right. You see the sunset, you have really mild water. The temperature is always a little warmer. The beaches are like flower beaches, but they also, there were a couple different towns and these towns simulated towns like in Winnetka and Hinsdale, where I raised my kids. So people always want to go where they're familiar with, to be honest. So I, my brother-in-law, Ardell, uh, rented there for years and he said, Hey, I'm renting a place, come down and see, check it out. So I did about, uh, in 2013, um, and I loved it. And I was like, oh my gosh. And it's interesting because my first rookie of the year thing, if I'm not mistaken, in 2003 or 2004, Cobble yeah. Banker had um, like an event at the Ritz in Naples. Nice. You know, like a president's club or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I went with my husband and we were all like, what in the actual <laughs> is the deal with Naples? Everybody here is old and it's like God's waiting room. Let's get the heck out of here. We never talked about it again. Aww. And then my brother-in-law was like, oh, come down 2013. And we like fell in love with it. And I yeah. bought a house like a year later that was like a teardown. By right. the way, I just sold that house. Well, I didn't. Yes, it's my house, but my team sold it. Um, and it closes December 15th. <gasps> Oh, congratulations. I know I'm buying a new one. Don't worry, but like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sort of freaking out, but I'm trying to be patient. It's very difficult for me again, the same thing. Um, but anyway, so I, I, I fell in love with it and then I bought a house there and then I brought some of my clients there and, and then my, it just, it just, that was it. And it really did. It was amazing. That's awesome. I moved from, from Miami to Sarasota a couple of years ago and our best friends live down in Naples. So oh, really? uh, we're down there quite often. Yeah. They own a, a cabinet company. They do some crazy, they do like a lot of in Marco and like fifth Avenue. He does some crazy stuff. Um, wait, is it Rafino? No, it- it's EJH cabinets. Okay, um, you're gonna have to introduce me to them. I need, I need, I need another vendor. But that's oh, there. Oh, we'll get good. offline on that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Look yeah. at that networking already. Our there best friends. Yeah. My son's godparents. They live down yeah. there, so they're always either up here or we're down there. So oh, we fun. love that's awesome. Naples. That's awesome. I love, I love that you've made it work, and and it is such a big feeder market. And you know, coming from Miami, we have feeder markets from not only all over the country but all over the world. And so it's really cool to see on, on, on a, on a different scale, being on the West side of, of the state, how different the feeder markets are just a couple hours away. (laughs) It's wild. It it is wild. It's been, it's been an amazing thing to witness and be part of. And it's, it's been extremely lucrative and it, it was probably the best decision I ever made in my life. So how often do you, like, how do you split your time between Chicago and Naples? So I, um, I have three kids, uh, well, I have four kids, but three of them are out of college. One's in college. And my one that's left in college is all the way in California, which is sort of a pain in the rump to go from California to Florida, but that's, we got to do what you got to do. But um, so, so I platoon in and out every four weeks, but I'm there like over Christmas break, Thanksgiving break, you know, all that kind of stuff. What's really cool is it's very cyclical in terms of like, season yeah and it so is. like their high season is our break so like I don't spend much time in Naples during the summer 
I have my team come here to see kind of what we're doing. And then we talk to people that are going to gear up after the summer to go to Naples. So it really is kind of a great yin to the yang. Remember, they have weather, we're cold. We have high taxes, they have no state income tax. We're not so great with estate planning tax. They're really great with estate planning tax. You know what I mean? Like they complement each other so well. Yeah. So it's just, I couldn't, you know, I would love to say, there was so much strategy behind it. And there was, there was, I'm not going to say that there wasn't, there was, but um, there was a lot of luck involved in that. <laughs> well, I love that. That I mean, you had to give it another chance after going to the Ritz, you know, you were I done. Really <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. I love that. So you've been a force in Chicago for over a decade, a few years ago, like we've been talking about, you expanded to the Naples market. You're killing it over here as well. Um, and you've told us how you've expanded there. Now you've got a huge team, 30, what was it? 30 people. We have, we have 30 people, but we really only have about, let's see, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 13 agents, agents selling. The rest is support. So just so you know that, like, and, and we have five different offices. So I have two agents up in the North shore. I have uh, two agents, well, really three in downtown Chicago. I have two agents, me and Lauren in the Western suburbs. And then I have seven agents in Naples, Florida. Nice. So I guess like when, when I decided to expand, it was like, I know I have a secret sauce. My secret sauce is you know, obviously working hard, being curious, having the most beautiful bespoke marketing and connecting with every single person that looks online and then comes through the door. And, and I knew I could scale that with the right people. And so I had an approach to this, like the investment bankers did. Um, All four of my kids went to top 20 schools and they played sports. And I know that if you can do that, you can get kicked. I mean, yes, I'm here <laughs> to talk about all the great things that have ever happened to me, but have I been insulted, humiliated, oh, yeah. ridiculed, feel bad? Yes. Have I been embarrassed and um, stepped on and I have to kind of get back up and brush off? Yes. When you're in sales at this point, yeah. yes. And I felt like an athlete that went to a great school would be able to handle this job and be tenacious because this is something that you've got to be on all the time. You can never let them see you sweat. Um, you've got to, it, it's hard to lie, cheat or steal when you're like front and center 24 right. hours a day. So what I did was I picked people that I had some connection to. Most of them came to me when I started thinking about this right. and a lot of people came to me through my family connections, through my kids, really. And at the end of the day, I picked people that were born and raised or lived at least 20, 30 years in the town that they sell in, because it's not just about brick and mortar. Anybody can sell a house, Cassandra. But like at the end of the day, if you came to me, the first thing I do is put you in my car and I show you what life is going to be like. And I, I figure out, do you have kids? Do you have a partner? Are you married? Are you single? How old are your kids? Like all these yeah, things. Yeah, what do they like into. to do? Yeah. Right. So so I picked these people that would share my vision 
that would understand everything. Yes, of course, we don't have the answers for everything, but most we do. I don't have to call a painter to get a quote. I right. don't have to call a designer to pick out what white would look best with this trim color. I, I don't have to do that. I, I yeah. yeah, I know these answers. Yeah. So I thought that was really important and that's how I built my team. And I have to say one thing, I've had of all my team and doing this for since since 2003, two of my team members have been with me the whole time that I started with. So it was me and then two team members and then we kind of grew from there. And um, I've yeah. only experienced one turnover. Wow. And one turnover was the one that I did not pick. <laughs> uh, one of my team members said this would be a good yin to the yang up right. in the North Shore because she was a little older, whatever. Not everybody is going to be a, be able to work on a team right. at the at the level. Remember at the beginning of this, I said I'm a sprinter. Yeah, and this is a marathon. <laughs> That's a very strange combination. You don't have sprinters in marathon. They're either go fast at the beginning or go fast in the end. You don't go fast the whole time. Right. So it takes a special person to be able to like keep up with the crowd. And, and it's almost like no man left behind. If someone's struggling, they have, yeah. we take them by and we bring them forward with us, but we won't keep doing that. Yeah. You got to you know pick what I'm it saying? up. Yeah. And so, um, I think it's a testament for, I mean, number Absolutely. one, they like the culture. Number two, this is more of a family. So we've gone through a lot of very intimate, good, bad, happy, sad times together uh, personally. Yeah. Um, but I am not doing this to do one and dones or like educate people. Like I want these people to be with me for the rest of my life. Build my a career. career with you, yeah. with you. And, and, and even when you decide you're going to slow down, which might be like when you're 136 years old. Cause you, I don't know. I don't know. It scares me because now I don't have anybody to micromanage. So I micromanage all these people. Oh. And they hate it. See, if I had my kids, people don't understand. Like I have a ton of energy, but like at the end of the day, I always had the mom guilt. I'm like, I got to go earlier. I got to leave it. Now my kids are all grown. My husband still works. What the heck would I do for 12 hours a day? So I come to work and I just micromanage the heck out of these people. <laughs> well, at least they, they understand where it's coming from. They which get it. I got to tell you, I'm blown away um, at the fact that a, that you have four kids, but B that they're all either out of college. You, you have one left in college. I know that this is audio. You guys cannot see Dawn right now, but just go to her website. You'll see her. She looks amazing. And she has three, uh, well, there are four adult children. I was about to ask you, how do you balance it all with four kids at home? Because when I saw that you had four kids, I'm thinking, You've got toddlers that you're chasing around. I did though. I <laughs> yeah. did. When I started this, my kids were 10, eight, eight, six, four, and two. Wow. And I didn't uh. have a babysitter, but I will say this. And I always say this, you guys, I think the one thing that I did, and I, I learned this from my husband, he was like, concentrate on what you're good at. You are yeah. a great relationship manager. People like to be with you. You love people. Fine. You are not that detailed. You don't want to bog down with all this stuff. Get somebody that's good at that, an expert at that. So I will tell you, before I hired a babysitter, I hired, I brought on my assistant, Anne, who's 82 now, and she's still with us. Oh, wow. Yeah. Ugh. And um, she, I've never, I'm going to be honest right now, I'm very upfront. I've never put my own listing in. I've never signed a contract. <laughs> 
Well, you can't, you don't have a computer. You can't. Right. Um, <laughs> But even like old fashioned, like I love it. A, a once I did, and Anne was like, you didn't fill out the dual agency part, or I don't know what the <laughs> heck I didn't do. But um, I just brought her and said, listen, this is what's going on. And when I go on my listening presentations, you know, Anne is part-time now, so Lillian comes with me and it's a good yin to the yang. And I said, she's here to write down everything so that I'm accountable. So I do what I say I'm going to do. Right. You know what's going on at all times. She, We will be providing you feedback. And we want this experience to be, it's overwhelming to sell a house. It's overwhelming it to buy a house. It, it should be the best experience we could create. It's not always without bumps, but we don't want to be the ones creating the bump. You may appreciate that. And they're like, okay, good. I'm glad she's not <laughs> concentrating on like, you know, how to do dot loop. Seriously. Right. right, right, so, right. But I paid for it. I paid for it. And <laughs> we went, I believe me, that was a whole nightmare. I went through about 15 babysitters. It was a nightmare. I'm uh -huh. not going to lie. And, and there would be times where I would be, you know, at a showing and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, it's two 30. It's 10 to 10 after three. And I was supposed to be there 40 minutes uh -huh. ago. And I look out my, you know, I got caught up on the phone and I look out my window and there are my kids with Anne or Lillian at cozy, <laughs> like having tomato soup. And I'd run over there and they're like, you, we heard you on the phone. We knew that was going to be uh -huh. the longest conversation. We ran to get the kids. Like, that's what I'm saying. Well, you know what I mean? what's so cool about that is you, you mentioned that your team is like a family to you, but they're also a family to your family, to your kids. They help support you in all areas. That's, that's amazing. Uh, I, I know I've mentioned my mom a couple of times. She's the unofficial host of the podcast. She's been on every Aww. episode without being on it. <laughs> I Aww, talk about her so a lot. Cute. That's awesome. That's but, awesome. uh, you know, she, she was also a, a, a real estate mom and she was very present. And that was so important. Now that I'm a mom, that's mm -hmm. something that yeah. I, I want to show my son, like, yeah, I can still work and crush it and still be present for you. And sounds like you've done that really well with, with yeah. your kids as well. We, well, I have, I, you know, I made it part of your mission statement. Like I yeah. talk about my family all the time and I basically said like, this is the most important thing to me. Yes. This, this is not my life. This is my job. And right. I want to do it 110%. But just so you know, there are going to be times where you call me and I will pick up, but I might be at a soccer game or I might be just getting off an airplane, but I'm here for you and I'm present. I just can balance a lot at one time, but you just have to understand like my family's important. And you know what? People really they respected love that. that. Oh yeah. People respected that. You got to set boundaries. And I think yeah. they also, a lot of the people you're working with have families and, and, and they get yeah. it right. So they, they, get they it. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I might need some tips on, on yep. looking for a good Happy babysitter to too, because my son's turning two this month and oh, I, yeah, everything that's is rough. now. Yeah, no. that's rough. That, that's, a, that's a rough point. By four, they're so cute. So well, cute. he's cute, but mean. Everything is now. I'm, no, I, I, I make him say yes every now and then just to make sure it's in the vocabulary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we're getting to the point where I'm finally going to let go and stop being such a helicopter mom. <laughs> in the won't. sense. You won't. I micromanage the bejesus <laughs> out of my kids to this day. They're like, mom. I'm 28. I'm like, I know, I know, but I'm just saying. But I know, but I know better. So to, to get to the level where you're at, I mean, you, you wanted to buy a couch and now turn the page several years, over a decade now. Um, you've got a team of 30 plus people. How, did you have a mentor, a coach, anybody to kind of look up to, to push you, guide you with any of this? You know what? 
I leaned on my husband a lot. He's a lawyer. He he has been president of a few companies. He's he sold companies, and I, I you know we go on walks every morning and we kind of I bounce ideas off of him and he's helped me to understand that this is a business and it's really hard to do that as a realtor. Um, and so he's been a huge, if I, if I had a coach, it was him to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I also learn a lot from my kids. I have one son that's a president of a cybersecurity risk management firm. My daughter was in private equity. Wow. My next son is in the air force and my baby plays baseball, but you would not believe how much you can learn from your kids as you get older and what their needs are and what they do. I mean, a lot of what real estate has become at a high level when you're dealing with that kind of dollar amount. I mean, these, these people coming to me are in finance, most of them. I mean, right. they're private equity, they're VC. I need to understand their language. I need, I'm curious about that. And so what I've done is, um, I've been fortunate enough to, to be representing a lot of CEOs, professional managers. Like these are nice. people that like really know what the heck they're doing. And I ask a lot of questions. I'm very curious. And my daughter kind of sat with me and taught me very rudimentary, um, <laughs> like how to financial model because we do developments. I was on, I was a consultant for the Naples Beach Hotel Project, which is MSD Capital Athens Group in Four Seasons. Like there, there are a lot wow. of things that I had to do to understand like, mom, that doesn't make sense. That would only be a 4% increase. Do you understand? Like, I'm like, oh she my gave gosh. you the cliff note version. That's yes. so cool. <laughs> enough to talk. That's it. Like if they really dig deep, they'll be like, this is a housewife selling houses. Yes, I am. But <laughs> I also like, I, I, you would not believe how much access you all have to really cool people. I mean, there's a reason why like some of the, like Bill Gates has a board of directors people. Why is that? Because he gets people that are the expert in like all these different right. silos. And I've done that with my clients and I ask for advice and I write what they say down. But I also have to say, you know, I gave a plug to the, 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 some of the people, Liz Geringer, like, you know, some of the people at the oh, yeah. top of CB and Realogy. And if you listen to them, oh. uh, they are available. Uh, you could learn a ton. I mean, they're with the lobbyists, they're with absolutely politicians. They're the, you know, what we do influences a lot and vice oh, yeah. versa. And, and you can learn a lot. So I have to say, like, they've been my mentor too. The other thing is, I've been fortunate enough to be on um so my website i'm on the board of and that's a lot of um elite brokers that it, it's a big network but also the network with Cobble banker right and the funny thing is the members of these groups are now my informal board of directors and board of wow. advisors where we share best practices i mean i don't have all the answers and guess what? None of them do either. Cause at the end of the day, as soon as you figure something out, it changes. Absolutely. So I would say like every month I'm trying to learn something like what was my takeaway for today? So if you can, if you can learn, you know, everyone, you know, you go to these meetings, you're like, Oh, are you listening on this podcast right now? And you're bored. You're like, Oh, why am I listening to this? If you could take one thing away, right. like it's going to make you better. So that's what you have to, no one has the, 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 all the tools in the toolbox. Trust nope. me. That's sure. funny. We say that I, I, I teach, that's what we do every day. I get up and literally talk all day. And 
one of the things I say at the beginning of every class, I don't care if it's a class of 12 people or 128 people, Zoom now we're, we're like right. teaching to the world. And I tell them, I'm, I'm not going to just sit here and have the Cassie show going on. This is going to yeah. be a facilitation of conversations because not one of us is as wise as all of us. We've all had life experiences. We can all learn from one another. I love that you said you learn from your, your customers, your clients, and, and yeah. people love to share what they're yeah, good people at. People love to talk about themselves. You guys. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm always asking, how did you get there? What was your career like? How long did you stay there? Why did you leave? Like, and, and it's, you would not believe how much it's so strange. Like, like I could do this right now today. And then tomorrow I meet with a guy from the other company that he was talking about that he left and why he left. And then this guy came in from Solomon brother. Like it, 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 yeah. it's, it's a big puzzle. And it's like that, whatever that six degrees of separation. Yeah. Yeah. And they all come together at the end. It's, 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 it's That's been a so wild cool. ride, but you've got to be able to lean into it. Absolutely. You can't wait for information. You I love that you it. network with other agents too, even from, from other brokerages. Cause at the end of the day, you're going to get so much further when you collaborate and you share, you're showing each other's listings. They're bringing buyers to your, like it, you get so much further when you're just a good human being. <laughs> you collaborate well, and share. That's kind. Awesome. And at the, you know, it's funny because, you know, I spend thousands of dollars, millions of dollars on marketing. I, you know, I have my own right. marketing team. I, 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 it's very important to me. And guess what? I'll send you my listing presentation. I will show you my cards. I will. It's a rare person that can put it all together that has the same message you do. Absolutely. But it's nice to pull different things and say, okay, what's my brand? What do I want to look like? You know? Yeah. And then, and that's, I'm a big share. I'm a big share, but no one did that for me. And it was like mm -hmm. one of the first things I, I will share this with you. I had a um, broker that I here in Hinsdale where I raised my kids and I, oh God, I, I probably bought 10 houses from this woman. And when I got my license, I called her and I gave her so much business, not just with me, but like, <laughs> I'm the kind of person that's like, oh my God, Cassandra has this, uh, you know, she's the godmother of this guy's cabinet company. It's yeah. so awesome. Like if I like something, I tell everybody about it. Right. And she knew that. And I gave her a ton of business and I called her up and I said, Hey, I, I don't have a babysitter, but I'll totally like be your lackey. Like I'll turn on your lights. I just love real estate. I want to get involved. I think I can make a difference, blah, blah, blah. You know what she said to me? And I quote, lots of luck to you and hung up. <gasps> wow. And she literally left millions of dollars on the table. Mm. I would have split anything. I am a sharer. I like a partner. I like a yeah. team. I am, I don't like to be alone. I'm not an only child. Like I, I, I just <laughs> like people around me. And I thought, wow, I'm not going to do that to somebody because everybody has value to add, maybe not to my team, but like in life. Right. And it's just, that's why I share everything. I love that. And, and I appreciate it because uh, I'm, I'm sure in part, that's why you're here. So thank you. Well, my pleasure. I know we're, we're running out of time. I got two questions for you. Okay, hit me. All right. One is... This is kind of peak business planning time. I'm getting ready to conduct a ton of workshops on business planning for 2022. You've got a team across several markets. How do you plan for your team? How do you plan for yourself? How do you set goals? Okay. Um, one thing that I did that was like the most integral part, that was probably the best value I'd ever did is I hired a director of operations. Nice. That incidentally used to be the director of operations for Call of Banker Chicago. Sorry. <laughs> but- he was awesome. And he taught me what my 
he showed me what my husband had been talking about for a while that Don, you need a process. You have a process, but you, you're not writing it down. Things could be more efficient. Right. So he keeps things, he keeps the trains running on time and we all stay in our lane. So I have like a listing coordinator, a transaction coordinator, someone that comes with me to every showing like there there's there's things that work to create a better experience for the user and he helps keep that um together and he um along with me but he handles it all like we put an agenda together and we have um monthly all team meetings where we share our failures share good things that have happened um talk about what's going on in current events and how it can affect our markets anything we see in the market that's like disturbing or kind of unique, just so we know. So, cause this way, you know, if 30 people or 28 people are looking at a, a, the real deal or the wall right. street journal or the Washington post or CNN or Fox or whatever the heck we're, we're constantly saying, Hey, by the way, did you know this person just bought in this building? What right. does that mean? Oh, that hedge fund might move there. Holy cow. Okay. That makes sense. Wait a second. I just placed the guy here, you know, and it's all information that's super confidential, but it helps us. When you piece it together, you figure things out. Yeah. Future trends. So, I mean, believe me, when the pandemic happened, like we saw stuff before the media and we put it all together. So it was like a puzzle. So I would say that he really helps with that and setting goals last year, our goal, I'm so proud of this. Our goal we, we did, I think, 383 million last year. And I'm like, we're wow. going ham in 2021, people, let's go. <laughs> and I, I made this goal of $600 million from 383. And we are at $596 today. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, come on, Naples. Yeah, Naples is going to have to cross yeah, the so, finish line so, for and, you. And, and it, it, it's, and remember, everybody in Chicago wants to come to Naples. Naples knows all the people in Chicago. It just works. It's like a real team approach. So hopefully that answers that, but he's my level-headed advisor and he's my conscience. Yeah. Like when, when stuff happens, he's like, Don, we're not doing it that way. I'm like, (laughs) I like that idea. He's like, yeah, it doesn't scale. No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. But you know what, that, that requires a level of self-awareness and, and to, to, to be able to say, you know what, he's right. Or you know what, maybe I need to listen. So you right. have put together an incredible team, but you also know what your strengths are and where you need to say, you know what, I'm going to let him run with that. And I'm right. going to listen right. to his advice on that. Right. So that's right. pretty awesome. All right. So last question, if you had to pick one milestone thing that you are the most proud of in your career, what would it be? I would say it's really fun to witness right now my team succeeding. That's awesome. And in many ways, I will tell you, it's more exciting for me to see one of my team members say, I'm going to get 40 properties by the time I'm 40. She's a mother of three, married, and she's on her eighth property, and she's killing it. It's really fun to witness their success. Remember, not just money. Yes, money is part of it. But the fact that her family is still intact, that she still feels that she can be with her kids, but yet she's building wealth for herself in different ways. I think it's really fun to 
see my younger team members getting engaged, buying property, and getting out of the rentals. We have a huge rental team too. And right. it's, it's just fun to see how everything is is evolving. And I have to say, like, I'm so proud of what this team has become and how these we have we have all women and two men. Uh, my director of operations is a man, and then we have my brother-in-law and Naples right. man. And at the end of the day, to see these people all evolve and like uh, morph into who they want to be, and and really create a system for themselves and like this whole life that I had a part of, they're doing That's it. So at the end awesome! Of the day. I'm just their engine. I I am not responsible for their success. They're responsible for their success, but it's really fun to have people around you that you're pushing forward. Right. I would rather have them on a panel and <laughs> their names in a marquee than mine now. That's awesome. I, I'm telling you, it's an extended family. I feel like they're my children and sometimes it's super annoying to them, but I tell them <laughs> that. But like, it is really fun as a mom and you're not there yet to see the fruits of your labor. So That's I would so say cool. that is the most proud thing I am of building the, the Dom McKenna group. That's incredible. I, I mean, that something that you created, a vessel that you created is mm-hmm. now creating a life for more than 30 people that, That's I mean, crazy. I have goosebumps talking about I it. Know. I know. <laughs> I really love it. That's why I'm so protective of my team and the brand. And not everybody is going to be able to be a part of it because these people, every single person that came on my team was willing to work for free for a year. Just to wow. be clear. This was, this was like, this was a labor of love for all of us. And to see it coming up, it is the coolest thing. I love it. Ah, what a great way to wrap us up with goosebumps and love. (laughs) Don, this was so fun. Uh, Thank you so, so, so much for being here. Well, anytime, Cassandra. I'm just going to ask if you can just share with our listeners how they can find you on social media, how they can connect with the Don McKenna group. Sure. You guys follow us on social media. Um, it's just the Don McKenna group. Um, we answer everything. You can call me anytime. My website is uh, Don McKenna group. I just, I would love to help you guys any way I can share best practices and, and do this more often. Ah, we would love to have you come back. And if you're ever traveling and visiting either Chicago or Naples, take a page from Don's book and go see some of her listings. <laughs> yes, would love it. <laughs> awesome, Don. Thank you so, so much. This was an absolute pleasure and I wish you the best and I hope to have you back on soon. Would love to. <laughs> All right, we'll see you soon. Good Thanks. luck with the two-year-old. Bye. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. Don't forget to listen, subscribe, and review wherever podcasts are found and share this episode with a friend. Join us next week for another unfiltered conversation about real estate. This is Prezi Talk, reminding you to leave your mark.